We are here live at OTR Solutions HQ. I'm here with my partner, Jonathan. Man, listen, factoring is an integral part of the transportation industry. Why is factoring important? Absolutely, Ramel. In this economy, in this market, cash flow is king. Cash flow is the key to growth. If you have a young trucking company or if you've been in the industry for years and you want to take that business to the next level, we're absolutely a company that can help. So I hope you'll give us a call today. Let us know what we can do to help you out. Get the rest and roll with the best. Let's go. What's up, y'all? This is Ramel Watley, and welcome to Truck and Hustle, the podcast for trucking entrepreneurs. If you want to learn about the trucking industry from the business side of things, you're in the right place. Every week, I interview the people who are making it happen on a daily basis. I get them to share their successes, their failures, and sometimes even their secrets. The goal is to show you how you too can create financial freedom in the booming trucking industry. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. All right, Hustle Fam, Hustle Fam, we are back with another amazing episode. I'm your host, Ramel Watley, and I'm here in Las Vegas. We've been in Vegas for a couple weeks now, man. I feel like we should have a residency out here, like Usher or something like that. But um, we're at the CLDA conference, FMF24, and I'm here with the talented Mrs. Rosalind Ellerby, CEO of Express Errands Courier Service. Is that, is that, is that correct? Express errands and courier. Express errands and courier. I, I wanted to make sure I got the name correct. Roslyn, how are you doing today? I'm glad it's the last day of the conference. <laughs> <laughs> I'm okay. great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Amazing. So I'm excited about interviewing you because when we first, when, the, the moment we met, as soon as we met, you said to me, you know, I'm not, I'm not just your typical like courier service. Like I'm just not regular. <laughs> And I like that. When I hear things like that, it gets me excited. So I know we have a story that, that the, the Hustle fam is in store for. So before we kind of get into your story and all that, just introduce yourself, tell them who you are, and just a little bit about your business and what you do. Business is, mm-hmm. all right, I'm Rosalind Ellerby, mm. CEO and founder of three businesses. Express Air and the Courier is the first business. Also own Dream Team Digital Marketing. And my newest baby is Manifesting Greatness with Rosalind V, 360 Business Coaching. Mm. I'm based out of Atlanta, Georgia. I've been an entrepreneur for more than 20 years, and I absolutely love business. I love business development and just everything about growing a business. Been doing it for the longest. I love it. So an entrepreneur over 20 years. What was your first business? Oh, here we go. (laughs) (laughs) Let's get right into it. Right into it. Okay, so my first business was a travel agency back in 2008. So then we had that pandemic, Mm. and uh, I didn't want to let it go, you know, and it was the first business. I kept trying and trying, buying billboards and doing more marketing, because I was doing marketing back then, too, and... My mom said, hey, Obama's giving checks, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's real, you know. It's a recession. Right. And then Jeezy came out with recession. And, That's right. You know, and I'm, you know, not looking good. Bank account going down. And I end up losing that business. So born and raised in Atlanta? No, I'm actually from Jacksonville, North Carolina. Jacksonville, North Carolina. How was it growing up there? Mm. <laughs> I'm in Atlanta now. It's, it was. It, <laughs> I mean, 
<laughs> the answer was, I'm in Atlanta now. Yes, I'm in Atlanta now. It, let me tell you, um, Jacksonville, North Carolina, at one point in town, is Onslow County. It was, I think, about 15 years ago. It was the lowest paying county in the United States. What is that called? On- Onslow County. Onslow County. Okay. <clears throat> so it is, it's a poor community. Yes, it's a military base there, but it's just catered to the military. Okay. You know, and really the only way to make money is to be an entrepreneur, but it's not the same as being an entrepreneur in Atlanta. So needless to say that when the travel agency failed, I knew that my next business had to be a recession-proof business, hence the supply chain. Mm. Express errands and courier was birthed, and then Dream Team Digital Marketing was birthed to recession-proof businesses. And then eventually, last year and a half, was uh, Manifesting Greatness with Rosin V360 Business Coaching. Okay, so, got it. So you, you, started, you started business in North Carolina there. You were running the travel, travel agency there. Um, why, what made you start a travel agency? Well, <clears throat> at the time, that's what I was interested in. And I was travel. traveling at the time, okay. yeah. And somebody sold me on the idea, and I bought their business. Okay, so it was a business you purchased. So it was already an established business. Mm-hmm. You purchased a business. How much did you purchase the business for? 45000 45000 Okay. Yeah. So just to kind of establish who you are, because you said you love entrepreneurship, mm-hmm. did, you go to, did you go to college? I went to college, but I did not finish. Okay. What did you study? Business. Okay. Where did you go to college? Community college, Coastal Carolina Community College in Jacksonville, North Carolina. And I did a little bit of um, at UNCW in Wilmington, North Carolina, which is about 40 miles uh, south of Jacksonville. Okay. Got it. So you went to community college and then you went to the other school. You studied business. Mm-hmm. Once you left school because you didn't graduate, what, was, what, what happened there? Did you, did you buy that business immediately? And where did you get the money to buy that $45,000 business? Well, it was a loan. Okay. And I eventually paid it back with what I was making in my travel agency, but that pandemic yeah. and that sucked everything I had. I mean, I, I made a million dollars with my travel agency, but chasing the dream of my business and not realizing that the economy just the economy was going down. Right. You know, and I lost everything. So you'd had the business for I guess the pandemic was twenty twenty. You started in two thousand when did the uh when did you start the travel agency? Two thousand eight. Two thousand eight, so that's what I know two thousand six. Okay, and, so you know, fourteen two, years. No, 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 two thousand and uh six and uh then the pandemic was like two thousand eight, two thousand nine. Oh, oh, oh that so this, not not this pandemic. No, no, You're no. talking about the recession that hit in two thousand eight. Yes. Got it. That pandemic. So that wasn't the pandemic. That was just the recession. The recession. Yes, yes, yes. But it was, you know. It like was a pandemic. It was a pandemic to <laughs> yeah, us. Yeah, like, yeah. We're, we're, we're. Got it. Yes, got it. Okay. Yeah. Now I'm on track. Yes. Okay, got it. So <laughs> when the recession hit into that housing market crash, all of that stuff was just crazy, right? Your business started to take a. Everything. It started to get, it was impacted. Yes. All right. So 2008, that happens. What do you do after that? Do you lose the business or you. I lost everything. You lost everything. I lost my cars, lost my house. I had a beach house. I mean, I had to start all over again. So you made seven figures with that business and you literally had to start all over again. What does starting over look like? It looks like you're going from mortgage to renting. It looks like that. It looks like, you know, you're, you lost everything. And you lost, my pride was stepped on and crushed. And I'm going back to being a boss to working for somebody and going back from, like you say, seven figures to payday loans and 
it was hard. Yeah. <laughs> it was hard. No, nah, but this this is important because there's a lot of people that have gone through that and who are currently going through that, right? So how did you get through that? Like, just take me back to that point. Did, do you have any kids? Or, I do. So I do. They, they're dealing with that as well? Mm-hmm. Like, well, I had one son. and he, Well, I have one son. Yeah, okay. And um, at the time, you know, it... He acted like it didn't phase him, but you have to go from a child that didn't want for nothing, walking around four or five hundred dollars in his pocket at 12, 13 years old. And, you know, back then, you know, like having a phone and, you know, the little kid on the block that had everything. And, you know, of course, I was that cool mom, you know, to we tight. Yeah. Things tight now. And Christmas tight. And it, it was it was difficult, you know, and it, it was hard to be a single mom and to go from shopping and not looking at price tags to budgeting and going from big houses to small two-bedroom apartments and you know but I knew that that wasn't my forever I knew that business ownership is what I wanted you know it took a little while um it was a lot of obstacles that I went through in life and then some things happened and you know how to go stay with my mom and you know eventually I ended up starting another business, and that's when Express Errands and Courier birthed. Yeah. Did, did you have any – so you say with your mom, did you have any other help, like, like from family, aside from your mom, or was it just kind of just you, your son, out there just on your own, just trying to make it happen? Just trying to make it happen. I, You know, <clears throat> I I was forced to stay with my mom. It was, you know, it was – I had to go take care of her. Yeah. You know, and um, in that point, I had to stop working. And I had 5000 saved up, and, you know, it's just like you get so hopeful that, you know, like I'm going to put this towards business, but now, like, you have to stop working, and it's just like you want to give up, and, you know, you go back and you're praying. It's like, dang, like, God, come on. Like, you know, just when I think I'm almost there, like, you know, like I got my website together, and I got, you know, like, okay, like, dang, you know, but this is my mom. Right. You know, and. So when you say you were forced to say where was she, was you taking care of her, you said? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, she just, you know, just life, you Got know, it. and you know, you know how it is. You when you get to be an older adult and your parents are older, and it's just, you know, I'm the baby girl, yeah. you know, and it's and you just. You don't have any other siblings. I was the sibling that took care of my mom. Understood. Understood. You know, so without a doubt, you know, and one thing I can say is throughout that process, my mom believed in me. She believed in, she believed in me when nobody else did. I didn't come up here to get emotional now. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> so, um, but we're going to fast forward past that part. But um, I will say that, you know, when I did go to my mom's house, um, I had $5,000 saved up. 5000 and some change. And um, I took that 5000 and I invested in a business coach. And I knew that this time around I wanted to do it the right way. And I wanted to have guidance. I didn't want to let my pride stare me into the wrong way of doing business. I didn't want to lose business, but I knew I was going to be strategic. When I started Express Errands, because that's what it was, it wasn't Express Errands and Courier, I didn't expect it to be all of this. I'm telling you, like right hand right now, I did not expect it to be through all these states. I didn't expect it to be... Like, I didn't dream this big. I dreamed big. (laughs) But I'm telling you, I did not dream this big. You know, um, with me being from a small town out on the beach, you know, 
I expected Express Errands to just run errands for people. And, you know, I just wanted the flexibility to, you know, go out, run errands and, you know, be able to come back, take care of my mom and, you know, and then eventually like hire somebody to, you know, fit in between when I couldn't get out and, you know, things like that. And next, you know, then people were calling and it just it just evolved. But the best thing that I could have done was invest in that business coach. You know, um, at five thousand, and um, and I'll tell you that that was a tug of war too because <laughs> not even trying to relive that, but when I paid for the coach up front, you know, um, something happened in the situation, and my mom ended up in ICU, and I mentioned it to the coach, and she immediately like sent me the money back. She was like, "You don't know what your future is going to look like, and I'm not comfortable wow. taking the money." And I said, "Send it right back." Hence the reason why I need this. Mm. Okay, don't send me this money back. We coaching. Yeah. Why? Why did you feel that you needed a business coach? Because you had you you you've done business, right? Yeah. You, you had a business, even though you had, you failed in that business, right? You failed because of the the conditions of the market. It wasn't necessarily you were a bad business person because you were doing great prior to that. Why did you feel you needed a coach? Because I wanted to do it the right way, and I didn't want to make any mistakes. This is all I had, you know. Um, all I had was my mom growing up and, you know, and I just didn't want to make any mistakes. Yeah. And I wanted the right guidance. I wanted somebody that had more expertise than me. You know, I had only been <clears throat> in business a couple years and it was in the travel industry and somebody that, you know, you're going through a recession and I'm still believing <laughs> that I had a chance and nobody was traveling. What mindset was I in? Like, right. you know, and I just wanted to make sure that I had another perspective, a, pro a professional perspective on business that would make sure that I was going in the right direction and giving me the right strategy. And I will say that up until about my ninth year in business, this, some of the principles from that business coach still applied and carried me through yeah. in my ninth year. And then that's when I seeked another business coach, you know, um, but that was the best investment that I could do. And, you know, and business coaching is just that important, you know, because you have to look at when we're born, we have parents, then your parent trust you to school, you have your teacher, you have your pastor, you know, you go to college, you have your professor, you go to work, you have your boss, you know, then after, you always have, you know, like the next level, you have guidance. So, you know, like I always want to have that. You have masterminds, you have, you know, so I don't want to just be out here dangling and guessing and, you know, things like that. So always. Makes sense. Can you share some of those principles, just high level, what your business coach taught you that you said still remains relevant to this day? Well, for one, like sales funnels and structures and, you know, passive income and making sure that, you know, um, you have uh, certain things set up in your business as far as just small things like on your websites, catch, capturing leads and, you know, the importance of nurturing, you know, um, leads as they come in. Because at one time I would just, people just come to the website and that was it. They right. fill out forms and that was it, you know, and then... Um, networking properly and uh let's see um, um there's so many like, it's just, I'm like there's so like many you caught me on the spot like I no, that's all good and, yeah. and maybe we'll circle back into them if you think of something yeah. feel free to share it uh, what made you start express errands why that business did you know anybody who was doing that did, did somebody tell you it was a good idea what 
I mean, you went from doing a travel agency to a whole different industry. Great question. So I thought that that was going to be a great idea. Like I said, it was express errands. There was nobody else in my town doing errands. I said, oh, this is going to be perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Nobody in my town, they're going to be doing it. But now that I look at it and then... I thought it was going to be a good idea, but actually when you go and become the only one in that industry, that's bad, mm. you know, because there's nobody searching for that. There's no nothing. So right. when nobody's searching for it, there's not a need for it. So that's why my business didn't do well in Jacksonville, North Carolina, you know, and of course it wanted to do good after I got the idea to move to Atlanta. Then all of a sudden <laughs> we get these routes, but you know what? Did that stop me from moving to Atlanta? Right. Because I already had some things lined up, you know. But um, <clears throat> what I did was um, once I realized what I was, because I didn't even know I was a courier, you know, um, I was out networking with some people at the Chamber of Commerce yeah. and it was like a realtor. She was like, oh, yeah. Hey, you know, like, wh what do you do? And I'm like, you know, like I go pick stuff up and, you know, I drop it off. And, you know, then this attorney calls me. I pick up some documents, go drop it off. Then, you know, then I have this pharmacy, you know, we I go three times a day and pick up like, you know, some crates of medicine and take to, you know, long term care facilities. I was like, oh, so you're a courier. Mm. I had a Blackberry. I said, got that little ball. Google. I said, courier. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. So I immediately went back home, went to the website. We are express errands and courier. Right. right. You know, went to the uh, state of North Carolina, LLC. We're doing a name change everywhere. We're express errands yeah. and courier. So that's how we birthed the name of express errands and courier it makes sense so you're able to get some definition around what you did because you just kind of started the business just doing the business and not really like work I'm, I'm building a courier service right right so so my question is i'm, I'm, I'm just kind of staying here real quick because i just want to understand so in your mind when you started this business you said to yourself there's a problem here and the problem is what people are not able to get whatever letters or whatever it is to people fast enough like what was the problem you were trying to solve and I'm just trying to understand what made you think that you could solve that problem and then what made you think that that was even a problem that was worth solving well I was thinking because I'm from the beach area and I was thinking you know like terrorists come in and you know they want errands ran and you know it'd be perfect you know we could go and we could go fill up their refrigerator this is like the pre-instacart and the you know like I'm telling you like I invented DoorDash you're kind of like ahead of your time exactly like we were doing that before but of course no back end no none of that but I thought it was a great idea but it just it was not a need as much in my area perhaps right. if it was like miami or you know like a bigger city or something it may have been a need okay got it so you saying it wasn't a need i'm, I'm assuming that getting the, getting the business off the ground was tough there was no searches Nothing. i mean paid ads seo like I, I do marketing you know like i worked day and night and i tell you like in this business a day and night i literally i go to bed at one o'clock in the morning i was getting up at six o'clock like day and night i was working on two businesses at one time i was working on dream team digital marketing i was working on express errands a courier i did not sleep you know like i was going through that situation with my mom and you know i didn't know what my future looked like i gave up my whole life to come and take care of my mom and when i did that and then i gave that five thousand to that business coach like this something had to shake yeah okay I had no other choice like the, the hustle was real you know I had a son you know and he was a teenager at the time and he he acted like it didn't phase him you know and I couldn't be that mom you know and 
I just know that at that point I'm unemployable. Okay, I'm unemployable. I'm not going back to somebody else's job. Yeah. Okay, this got to work. So it's just day and night, day and night, day and night to till it came to till I strike something. And that's just just how it is, you know. So I got more work in my marketing agency, you know, but I never gave up on Express Errands and Courier. Yeah. You know, so it's always it's always something. You know, I've always been doing something. And you're using your car to do this, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Got it. So just so it's just you. Your yeah, car at, at first it was just me. And some hustle, grit, and determination. You're trying to make this thing work. Tenacity. Okay, got it. So we're struggling. We're trying to get this thing off the business. You're, doing, you're, you're running two businesses at one time. You have Dream Marketing Services. You have the Courier Service. The Courier Service is not doing well, but the marketing is doing a little bit better. Maybe that's what's kind of keeping you at the moment. Um, but you said you didn't give up on the Courier Service. What was that moment that kind of turned things around for you? Was it moving? Um, I would say that was a big part, but it was, um, I had a, a client that reached out to me and then I got some routed work. Okay. What type of client was that? Um, medications. Okay. They mm -hmm. reached out to you. How'd they, how'd they find you? Google. They just found you. Google. So you, you had been putting in that work. So it actually, <laughs> it ended up working. <laughs> yes. It ended up working. And to this day, I still have that client. And to this day, that client was the determining factor when I moved to Atlanta. And I would tell you, you know, I am a Christian woman. And one of the facts that um, I would say that helped me decide on moving to Atlanta, it was just, it was like November 11th, November 13th, somewhere around there, uh, 2018. And it was God woke me up and told me he had something better for me, you know, and it was to a point in my life, you know, not to be all in my past and stuff, but by then my mom had passed away and it's just, my son had went to the army, you know, it's just, just wasn't happy, yeah. you know, and I wasn't happy where I was. I knew that, I just knew that it was something better for me. It just, this can't be it. I was surviving, you know, um, maybe able to save a hundred dollars, $200 a month in my savings. This not it. Mm -hmm. You know, God woke me up and said, child, pick anywhere you want to go. Okay. <laughs> I put you on the Wi-Fi. I mean, on the uh, Verizon, you got them hot spots. anywhere <laughs> you want to go. Yeah. And I, in my mind, I said, hot Atlanta, Miami or LA. Man, you, you chose the hot spots for real. Or are you choosing from the hot spots? Those are the three. <laughs> yeah. And what I decided to do was, I said, you know what? I'm going to Black Hollywood. Hmm. I said, I'm going to rebrand my businesses. I'm going to work with the stars. Okay. And my first year in Atlanta, I worked with the stars. <laughs> that first year. Okay. I went down there. Um, first one I worked with, um, well, let me back up. Let's, let's get to Atlanta yeah, first. Yeah, let's, get let's, to Atlanta. let's get to Atlanta first. But um, I, I, I like where we're going with this. Yes. So let's let's get to Atlanta. Let me let me guide let me guide the story. <laughs> All right. So the business in North Carolina, you still it's just you, one car, and now it's like you have this epiphany. I need to move. God is like, hey, you, wherever you want to go, you have these choices. Atlanta, Miami, what was the other one? California, LA. Uh, LA. All right. So what do you, and you choose Atlanta. What do you do with the business, the existing business in North Carolina? I'm glad you asked that question. So by now, I'm actually in Jacksonville and Wilmington, North Carolina, and I have a driver in Wilmington, North Carolina. And now, here goes the universe wanting to play with me and now get another opportunity. 
another routed opportunity for Jacksonville. Mm. I'm like, don't do this for me. I didn't already went to Atlanta and signed a lease. Right. Don't do this to me. <laughs> don't do this to test. me. Yes. I said, I'm not staying in this low paying county. I'm not doing this. Don't do this to me. Right. Listen, so I and said. And it's another medical opportunity. Something yes, similar to what you already did. Signed a five year contract. Wow. Listen, and so now here comes my skills of running a business out of state. Okay, so I'm like, what the hell am I gonna do? Okay, so you know what? I said, I know this lady. She do deliveries. Called her up. She said, oh, I could do it. All right, so I let her do it a week before I left so I could see her work ethics, you know, and I trusted her. My girl in Wilmington held me down. I'm telling you, she's, she's a hustler. To this day, I could pick up the phone. I'm, I don't care what she's doing. And she's a realtor. She uh, works at a group home. She, um, and she has, a, after the pandemic, she has a little bakery business. I she, mean, she's she Jamaican? No. <laughs> no, she should be. She got a lot of jobs. Yeah. And if I call her, she, she put her group home people, look, on, uh, on uh, she get her kids to watch group home people and yeah. go do the delivery and there then come go. back. Got and it. then look, and then go show a house five minutes later. <laughs> she's <laughs> but, a hustler for real. Yes, but she's always there for me. But um, and if she can't do it, she'll get her kids to do it because her kids are grown. But um, so I had that situation going before I left. And um, but I'm like, oh man, so what, what should I do? I went ahead and left, you know. Um, but that client that I had, um, so now I have two clients, two routed opportunities in Jackson before I, uh, Jacksonville, North Carolina before I left. So I called them up and I said, if I move to Atlanta, y'all got any work down there? They said, you know what, Rawson? If you move to Atlanta, we got this new project that I will just let you have. Mm. And when I moved to Atlanta, let me tell you, I moved to Atlanta January 11th, 2019. And when I got to Atlanta, <laughs> January 11th, 2019, we will call it three weeks. But from January 11th to January 31st, and we know that ain't three weeks, but we, gonna, we gotta make this number sound real. We gotta make, yeah, yeah, yeah. We gotta make it sound real. Right. So. Just for YouTube. <laughs> just, just for YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> but in between that time, I made more money in between that time than I did in all of 2018. In that three-week period. That week, three-week period. <laughs> Listen, I said, I ain't never going home. Hold on, what's the number? What's the number? You gotta give us a number. It won't be complete for YouTube unless we get the number. 42,000. 42,000 in three weeks. Yeah. But you know, I was in a small town. Yeah. But that was still a lot. In Atlanta. That's a lot. And this is an opportunity that came from the existing opportunity <laughs> you had in Raleigh right on time. Jacksonville, North Carolina. Jacksonville. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. yeah. Raleigh. I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah. 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 Somebody, I know you still live in Raleigh. But yeah, Jacksonville, North Carolina, you get this opportunity. And in three weeks, they put you on. And they said, this is a project that we have that. It's for you. Yeah, no, mind this you now. Project. Yeah, but I made some more money because I'd already started once. Once I decided um, in November thirteenth, uh, twenty eighteen, that I was moving to Atlanta. You know, I told you I rebranded all the websites, started SEO, started marketing, and boo boo boo. Yeah. I had already started getting calls. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So I was already starting you, to get. I already had drivers and everything. You okay. know, so like I came in Atlanta, like came Just, in strong. You, you were ready. You know, and came in, in addition to what they were doing, and in addition to the routes and stuff, and. It's just been on and popping since, okay. you know? So, and this is still in the medical equipment industry. Yeah. This opportunity. Mm -hmm. that, and I'm still to this day with that client. And, and give me an idea. What, what type of equipment? What well, are you not doing? A, it's, yeah, what are you it, doing for them? It's uh, prescription, long-term care facilities. Ah, okay. Uh, medications. Well, so mm -hmm. medications for long-term care facilities. So I'm mm -hmm. assuming they have a, a network of long-term care facilities that they need 
uh, medicine or whatever yeah. moved and transported between and you're the go-to for that. Yeah, so before they didn't ever offer routed opportunities and they didn't offer like um, where you're picking it up in the masses and delivering it in sprinters. So I was the first person to, uh, the first company to do it for them. Mm. And they said because I, you know, the longevity and the trust and the work ethic that me and my drivers provided them, they wanted me to come in and break in Atlanta for them. Gotcha. And then I went in and, and showed the their other companies that they um, partner with how to do it. Got you, got you. Because I, I was just going to say why. Like, why did they entrust you with that project? Um, you know, one, it was just like timing. Like, you were probably the their go-to, right, in, Car in North Carolina. Um, and like you said, you did a good job. You said your drivers. So how many drivers do you have working for you, too, you said? Well, uh, at that time. In, in Carolina. Yeah, in at that, that time. time. Mm -hmm. Got it. So, but either way, it was two, and, mm -hmm. but they were doing a good job. Mm -hmm. And they trusted you with this new project. All right, and so go ahead. Let me just add this. And that same client, they use me in 21 places across the United States now. Whenever they have anything, they come to me first. To you first. To me first. Wow. Like, <laughs> wow. That is super dope. So they're the reason I'm able to expand more across the U.S. As soon as I get more routes from them, then it's marketing 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 Got let's it. get some more work over there so you, you kind of use them as like your north star like okay where y'all going next we, we're coming we're following you and then we're going to open up shop there yeah. as well and do some other things yeah and they kind of helped me um realize that i only really want to do business with businesses that want to expand because my goal is to be 100% nationwide. So why would I want to work with a business that just wants to be a small mom and pop? If yeah. I'm not a small mom and pop. Right, right. All right. Now, tell me about that opportunity because you have a contract now. And tell me a little bit about like how you went into that. Because you had never gotten a large contract like that before, right? Mm -mm. So did you, how did you approach that? Did you talk to your business coach? Like, How did you know how to negotiate what that would look like for you to make sure that you were, you know, paying yourself accordingly and your team and so forth. This just kind of helped me understand how you went about that. Well, at that time, I didn't have the business coach no more. Okay, that's okay. Yeah. Got it. So, listen, I'm dangling. <laughs> now it's just you. Listen, I'm own. dangling, you <laughs> okay. know. And the first thing I did was this is where I was introduced to the CLDA. And mm. this same client that I'm telling you about is the one that told me. Well, actually, they told me that I should um, – uh, go to the ECA marketplace to find more business. Okay. You know, and when I was Googling the ECA marketplace, I, I didn't find it and CLDA popped up. Uh, and uh, I said, oh, here it is. And I joined. Okay. And I joined the wrong company, but I joined the right company. The <laughs> 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 well, not company, but right. organization. Associ well, yeah, association. association. Right. And then um, I was in there and I joined. I said, oh, this is it. And so as soon as I joined, I found Lorena Camargo okay. and looked her up and, you know, reached out to her. And she was just so friendly, so nice. And I think she's already been up here with you she before. Has yeah. yeah. That's so, family. Yeah. yeah. And so I'm telling you, like, what's meant to be is what meant to be. And then after the CLDA is when I joined the ECA, you know. But um, a matter of fact, I think the first time I joined was here in Vegas. That was my first FMF. Okay. And this was 2019, <laughs> you said, right? 20 by then 2020 yeah, right before, two, the, before the pandemic i think it was 19 or 20 it was probably. whenever the last time we was here in vegas oh probably okay yeah. okay all right so now i don't know i don't know if you answered my question directly so i'm going to ask it again yes um so i was trying to understand so you said you joined the clda so are 
use leveraging the organization is that what helped you to try to understand pricing and because did you you join them after you got the contract or was that before no um i got the contract first but then as far did. as pricing i was back to i was dangling but when i joined i'd seen lorena i thought I was going to try to make her my business coach, but mm -hmm. she was like, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> She's like, I got somebody for you. Okay. And she introduced me to John Binko, and then he was my business coach, and we went over pricing structures and stuff to make sure that I was doing it right. So were you doing it wrong at first? Well, he said I was pricing it too much. He said he didn't understand why the people was paying my prices. <laughs> they were so high. <laughs> oh I was God. like... I said, God, right. dude, I don't know. But, but that's good news for a coach. Like, at least not too low. Like, I mean, you're you making a killing right <laughs> that's now, right? He said, he said, if it's working for you, <laughs> keep going. I was like, <laughs> dodge that bullet, right? Yeah. So, that's so funny. Yeah. That's so funny. All right. Cool. All right. So great. You join the CLDA. You get mm -hmm. some structure. You get to network with some people and so forth. They help you out with strategy and all that good stuff. All right. Let's get back to the business. So. You start to, you, you're growing now, and you're scaling. So now you have how many couriers? Tell me about how you start to grow yeah. with this, uh, what do you call it, medical, uh, long-term care facility and so forth. So how you started to build your business there. Yeah, well, well just with that client, um, we end up with that contract with them. I think it was, if I had estimate, probably about 15 with that particular client. But, you know, we had got other contracts. Yeah, yeah, so... So, okay, so tell me kind of how that worked and how you went about scale, uh, uh, moving into different niches and, and so forth. Like, just like how you thought about it, how you marketed yourself, the different opportunities that are out there that people may not even know exist. Just kind of talk about that. Yeah, so they just came to us, you know, and I think what happened is just with me leveraging my marketing expertise, um, I didn't, I don't do too much sales, you know. I just leverage a lot of my marketing. They so come, how do you service inbound? Yes, they come to me. Okay. You know, um, and the pandemic really helped. The pandemic helped. It really did. Tell and, me about that. Well, we're a delivery service in the pandemic. When the world shut down, we did not. Mm -hmm. You know, everything still had to get moved. Everything still had to be delivered. And then, you know, COVID samples, everything dealing with COVID, you know, so that... This that, is still for the same facility? Well, this is all other, over. Other stuff, So okay. one thing about Jacksonville, North Carolina, I did forget to mention, is we were the dedicated courier for Onslow Memorial Hospital. So whenever, you know, it was the holiday or after hours, you know, they would call us. So they were partnered with uh, Duke University. So the minute that um, the pandemic happened, we got a contract with them and Duke University. So we were doing runs from... Onslow Memorial, Jacksonville, North Carolina, to Duke University, Chapel Hill, and then to Rocky Mount just seven days a week. And mm -hmm. that alone, that was great. That was great. That was great. Got you. So that, that's keeping the business going in North Carolina. That North Carolina is between thriving. Thriving. Atlanta, thriving. You know, we were in Jacksonville, Florida, thriving. Austin, Texas, thriving. The pandemic did us great, you know. Um, and I just, I look back at just all the nights that I stayed up, you know, putting in that hard work and, you know, and then all the nights that I stayed up, you yeah. know, and you think about it and 
trying to find dispatchers and I'm working so hard in my business, working on my business and I couldn't even find the help because I'm so busy in the business trying to get it done. But yeah. things was moving so fast, you know, um, but I learned so much about business. But having a business coach really helped me get the structure that I needed um, once John came along. Yeah, yeah got it. <laughs> Strategically, tell me how because you're working in all these different locations. Um, how, how do you build a business like this? Like, what do you like how important is location? I know you kind of alluded to the fact that you follow your customer, right? That's one that's one of your strategies. Um, what else are you looking at like to build? I mean, you have to find contractors to do this work. Like just kind of tell me a little bit about the business model so people could get a clear understanding of exactly what you do and how your business operates. Well, it just all depends on the client. You know, um, if you have a client um, that requires you to you have to have your own asset, then I'll have my own asset. But if I could use the IC model, that's way more profitable for me. And the overhead, you know, it just makes more sense. It makes more sense for me to, you know, um, rent a small office and just have what I need there. Like, you know, if it's doing, we're doing medical and I have my coolers there, have all the supplies and, you know, I have my lead driver that I'm paying more and he has the key or she has the key and, you know, they could access the shirts and uniforms and, you know, I could, you know, get everything I need and just, you know, like an you know, office that's not manned, that's low overhead. Right. I could do that. And I'd find that way more cost effective yeah. than, you know, having a warehouse and having, you know, it, it's working for me. Um, but when I get the opportunity, you know, if it comes to it, I, I'll jump in warehousing. But right now it just doesn't make sense because, you know, you have a warehouse and a couple racks not filled, you know, <laughs> you know how that goes. Empty real estate. <laughs> yeah, that's the cost. You, so, you you're, so you're setting up satellite offices mm -hmm. all across the country. So you have the opportunity. You set up the satellite office. Where do you have offices at now? Just to give us an idea. So we have one in Austin. We want to have one in Jacksonville, Florida. And that's it for now. We've had a couple other ones, but we just kind of slowed down. And, you know, you have to look at costs. So we yeah. have to let them go. So Austin and Jacksonville, Florida. And then mm -hmm. we're, nothing well, in Atlanta? We had, well, yeah, we have our office. That's our headquarters. That's what I was going to say. And then we have Jacksonville, North Carolina, of course. Jacksonville, North Carolina. Okay. Mm -hmm. So four offices mm -hmm. now total? Okay. And out of those offices, how many couriers do you have operating out of those locations like high level high level all together we have a approximately 52 couriers all together okay and can i throw some future plans in there real quick absolutely okay so we're going to be opening up a sales office um an hr office in miami by the third quarter okay that's amazing so 52 couriers now and that's a mix of independent contractors and employees mm -hmm. well so, so some of them work directly for you some of them are ICs or or tell me I'm not yeah, sure I'm just assuming. we only have two employees okay got you so, <laughs> so you may you usually and I know in this industry it's typical that it's the IC independent contractor model but you said some contracts will require for you to have employees yeah Is that so what, what happens yeah when you we're doing a little government contracting and we want to do more so and sometimes they require you to have assets some some you know require you to have employees it just all depends on you know the type of client that you're having what you're doing got it so overall the business is asset light asset or asset less for the most part <laughs> no assets um you're able to gain the contract with whoever the provider or customer is, and then you're then allocating this work to those uh, different couriers, and you work with them, they pay you, you pay them, and that's kind of how it works. Got it. 
with yep. um, in terms of how often do you get the work, the scheduling? Is it something that they give you weekly, monthly? Is it a contract where you have it annually? How do you know what you're doing and what you're dispatching to these couriers? Well, for the most part, the scheduling stays the same. You know, scheduling routing, the schedule is routing, you know, and some of it, you know, dealing with medical, you have on demand. Just depends on the client. Um, but for the most part, the schedules are just set unless something happens and things change you know like recently we just had you know one where the client came in and they did an audit like you know like hey these facilities we're gonna you know just you know do monday wednesday and friday instead of monday through friday and i said well that makes sense you know because we really don't pick up much there yeah you know so it just all depends what are the different verticals that you're working in <clears throat> now well i will tell you so after the pandemic we are really just focusing on medical because Remember the travel agency? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm focusing on recession-proof businesses <laughs> and verticals. Okay, <laughs> so it. we're focusing on that, and we focus more on legal, and um, we do a lot of the entertainment, but the entertainment is more so legal. When, you say, when you say legal, is that like like documents? Mm -hmm. Document deliveries. Um, we work with a lot of insurance agencies and things like that, and it falls into the document deliveries, check deliveries, working with accountants and things like that. Like right now, it's kind of busy. So, and you did mention earlier when you moved to Atlanta, you end up working with like some celebrities or some entertainers. Like, I don't know if you can name drop or just give us an idea of like what, like what were you doing for them? Like what, what does that look like? Well, I don't think I can name drop okay. because it's legal okay, yeah, documents and that. stuff like yeah. that. But um, when, and this is in both of my businesses, um, but you can look on my Instagram. Okay. Okay. Got it. So, but just give us an idea. Are they like singers? Are they actors? And reality. Like, okay. Like reality, reality. stars. Mm -hmm. And you're delivering like what? Like a, like a, a contract or what is it? Delivering contracts, doing marketing service, because it's in both of my businesses. It's okay. not just working with express errands and couriers. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. Got it. So. I'm just trying to understand, like, with stuff like that, right? Like, because from my conceptually, when I think of it, I'm like, why does, why do they need to find somebody to deliver, like, a contract? Like, what, what makes your service needed, right? So, I'm going to give you an example. Yeah, please. Right. I'm not going to drop names, but I'm going to say something. So, yep. okay. So, there's, like, a quote-unquote trap house in Atlanta. And so, then they opened up, like, a another place and so they were like moving furniture so they hired us and it was not even furniture it was just like uh, some chairs that could fit in a sprinter so just take it from this place over to the new place gotcha. something like that okay you know um and you know they have events they need chairs picked up and you know just like event stuff you know um just small stuff small simple simple moves yeah but and the reason why i say that and i don't want to name drop is because you know like i say exclusivity yeah you know and that's my selling. Got it, got you, it, you got know, it. I, that, that's why they hire you. Exactly. Right, so, because they can get their stuff done privately and nobody has to know exactly what's going on. It's kind of on the website, too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yeah, it's nah, kind of on the website, too. Like, you don't do that to me. Like, don't do me like that. Like, Right. No, I get it. Okay. I get it. Okay. Uh, how do you go about hiring uh, independent contractors? Um, they start on our website, they get interviewed by our recruiter, um, and if we feel that they're a good fit, we do a little background on them, and, um, but if we feel that they're a good fit, you know, they'll move on to the next level and um, go from there. They'll do a phone interview, um, and we'll see. What do, what do they need to work with you, aside from the, they need to have the equipment, I guess, obviously, yeah. right? So some sort of sedan or van or something like yeah. that. What's the largest class truck that you will use? You use box trucks, mm -hmm. vans? Mm -hmm. So like, like what, do you, what would you use a box truck for? Like, like what type of moves do you do with that? Like Big and bulky. Big and bulky stuff. <laughs> mm -hmm. Okay, got it. Okay, cool. 
All right, so you, you continue to kind of grow the business now. So you say now it's 52 employees, couriers? Driver. Dri- I see, so that's not, no, no, no employees. I see. I see. <laughs> Don't use that word. That that word is not. Uh, that word is frowned upon in this in this space, right? <laughs> okay, okay. So f- fifty two ICs in four different locations, right? Well, we're all over. You know, we're all over. Like we got routes everywhere. Like, where do my clients need us? I mean, we they're not even listed on the website. It's where you need us. You know, um, and until I feel like we have a strong base there, mm-hmm. then you see us listed. Okay. You know. Got it. Okay. Are you able to talk like financially, like at like what, um, like or give an idea around like what you you're able to move a package for, kind of like how the pricing structure kind of works? Are you able to kind of? We are here live at OTR Solutions HQ. I'm here with my partner, Jonathan. Man, listen, factoring is an integral part of the transportation industry. Why is factoring important? Absolutely, Ramel. In this economy, in this market, cash flow is king. Cash flow is the key to growth. If you have a young trucking company or if you've been in the industry for years and you want to take that business to the next level, we're absolutely a company that can help. So I hope you'll give us a call today. Let us know what we can do to help you out. Get the rest and roll with the best. Let's go. speak to that just all depends give us give us an example of something that's like because obviously like you said every client is different Mm -hmm. so give us an example of one that would be like okay I understand kind of how it works like just like let's say for a to move a uh, you know something to a long uh, a long-term care facility would be this right like just high level okay so we'll talk about Jacksonville North Carolina because you know like every area is different yeah yeah you know so like a base rate for Jacksonville would be something fair would be $35. Okay. You know, and we could go, you know, we do 10 miles. Um, we do um, about depending on what it is and how big it is, but averaging about up to $2 a mile in between $1.50, $2 a mile. But it just all depends on the area, what it is, the weight, the size, <clears throat> excuse me, all that they have to do. Are they going upstairs? They, you know, like everything they have to do because everything counts. Right. You know, um, and then you just have to look at the area because now you go out to Austin. <laughs> It's a little different. Them drivers ain't playing that. Right. <laughs> right. They, they want the money out there. So, you know, we have to price our things a little bit higher out there um, when it comes to um, our deliveries. And um, so, you know, base rate is a little bit different out there. So you start. So so the way you build it, the pricing, is you start with your base rate, which mm-hmm. may be like two dollars a mile. And mm-hmm. then it's like, OK, you want the driver to go up some stairs or you need to lift this or assemble this or mm-hmm. whatever. Then it's like, OK, that's going to be an additional $50 or an additional. And that's kind of how you build yeah. the pricing. Yeah. And then, you know, oh, was the driver out there waiting more than 15 minutes? OK, 75 cents a minute, you know, like or whatever. That's something you can actually do. You can build that like the tension time. The air we breathe is not free. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I, I mean, it, that's a struggle sometimes. No, I mean, truck you, drivers will wait, you know, two, three hours and not get detention time sometimes. I'm running so a just, business. It just depends on, like, you have to have that built into your contract. So no. make sure that you get that. No, it's built in our yeah, contract. Yeah, yeah. But you have to look at it like your your dispatcher is on hold. Like, every part of your business costs money. Right. You know, and my drivers, nobody's doing nothing for free. I don't want them to. Yeah. You know, so, um, and at the end of the day, when you're dealing with ICs, they choose to be with me. 
and I want them to. I don't want them to go choose with nobody else. I need reliability, dependability, and all of that. So in order for that is, I'm going to take care of them. Yeah. And that's why they, they gravitate to me, because I take care of them. That's a good point, because with the, a lot of the ICs, and from my understanding of this industry, they bounce around to work for different couriers. How does that impact your business? Do you Are you able to retain the same guys for the, for, and, and, and gals for the, for the most part? And how do you do that? And like, how do you deal with the fact that, hey, they can go and work for somebody else at any given time? Like, are you, do you have to continuously stay overstaffed? Like, how, how do you combat that? Listen, my drivers don't go nowhere. <laughs> they don't go nowhere. Why? They listen, because I take care of them. And not just me, but, you know, it's just how we do them. You know, <clears throat> I have drivers that, you know, drive up to three hours to come and get their first delivery. And it's... I don't treat them like a number. And it's, when I say I, I'm talking we as a company, you know, because obviously my hand ain't all in it because I'm doing everything else. For sure. But um, I do more than the average. I actually care. You know, if, you, if you're coming three hours to, you know, pick up your first delivery and you're putting all this time in with me, you know, I, listen, I care about you. Look, I have free snacks out in the office. We have free drinks for them. We have, listen, I we. You putting the time in? Come on in. Yeah. You know, put some time in. Like now, right now, we we getting a little leisure room for them to have a recliner. You know, because sometimes you what you got to put them three hours in to go back home. Like get you some rest. Yeah. You know, because you think about after riding all day, people think that just driving is an easy job. No, them your eyes get tired. You know, your brain you thinking all day. And if you ever been you been in Atlanta traffic, <laughs> that's I stressful. Okay, so take a break, put your feet up for a minute. You know, so. I, like I say, like, I corporate different. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so I just, you know, they be in line waiting for somebody to drop off to get in line over here to get a job with us. Well, opportunity, excuse me. There you go. Can't, can't use the word <laughs> job. <or> opportunity. <laughs> that's right, that's right. You know, um, but the ones I have, they stay. They what, stay. What does your organi organizational structure look like? I mean, it's obviously you at the top. Who else do you have outside of the ICs yourself? What does the business look like? Yeah, I have a full team. I have uh, teams in the office. I have remote. The remote team is bigger than the office team, you know, and I'm starting to feel like, hmm, the office team, what do I, what do I need? But <laughs> <laughs> but um, the way I'm restructuring it is um, I'm just going to have management in the office and everybody's going to be remote. And then my new office that's going to be in Miami is going to be just sales and HR because I'm getting to the point where, like, HR is big, you know. When you say remote, like you mean like, you mean like offshore? Like an no. offshore team or they're, they're... They're like just remote, working from home. Okay, working work from home. Okay, I'm just making sure. So um, you have everybody working from home, and those are like dispatchers mm -hmm. and... Customer sales, service. Customer service, salespeople. Mm -hmm. Operation coordinator, just, you know, like my executive assistant, um, you know, um, and then my, my whole marketing team, they're all at home and, right. you know, because all my different companies. Right. <laughs> what, what are you spending most of your time doing? Orchestrating. <laughs> Reading, checking, looking behind, making sure everybody doing what they're doing and, you know, trying to collapse time. Yeah, yeah. All right. So what is the what what are the future goals, I guess, for Express um, errands? What are you what are you looking to I mean, because you've already had success, you've grown tremendously within this niche. You said you're sticking to this niche because it's recession proof. What else are you eyeing? Because you're an entrepreneur, right? So it never stops. You you want me to tell it? Absolutely. That's what we're here for, to tell it. <clears throat> okay, tell it so listen. I'm not going to tell you exactly what it is. <laughs> if I 
tell it. Somebody else might try to jump on it. <laughs> but they won't be able to do it like you, so. For sure. <laughs> but listen, we are um, in the process of launching products and services that will benefit you and your viewers, anybody listening, and be profitable. And that's all I can say. It's, Man, it's that, gonna is, be- that is as high as high <laughs> level can get. <laughs> yeah. We're launching products and services that will benefit me and the viewers. Yeah. And, yeah, that's, yeah. I mean, I what, mean. What type of products and services? And it's, what, well, and it's what? Gonna, some that's going to make you money. Oh, okay, got and it. So it I mean, some that's going to benefit. You're creating opportunities for Opportunities, people. yes. Within, it, within the logistics and within the space. Mm-hmm. That's what we're talking about. Which in, yeah, within, within the courier space. Within entrepreneur space. Within the entrepreneurial space. In addition to digital products. Okay. That I'm already, you know, we already have digital products, but I haven't launched them. Okay, okay, okay. Okay, got it. Now, I'll give you that. We have digital products. I just haven't launched them. Okay. Okay, got it. Okay, cool, cool, cool. I, I got it. I got yeah. it. But they're not digital products. What, what, I'm, what I'm talking about is This like, is something different. This Look, year one is already going to bring in $3 million. Year two is going to be like $6 million, So How do you know? I did the numbers. I already know. And this is just like, all right, this is, is just- Is that because of the total adjustable market and you just know like, like you know, like have you proven this concept? Already? I know without a doubt. All right, so we got to talk off air, I guess. Mm-hmm. I know what you I can tell doubt. me all about it. Um, all right, I want to get more into um, just some tactical stuff for the audience with the, with the courier services because there's a lot of inf- information out there, right? And it could be mm-hmm. misinformation. I want to make sure it's good information coming from you. Um, how how when you go about getting these contracts, what what do you? You said a lot of them come to you, right? Mm-hmm. So they're googling you, they're finding you. Um, what are What's what's the appetizing contracts to you, and what are the stuff that you don't want to do? Like, is there anything that you is there anything that you refuse, or that is doesn't um, that, that that's not good a good opportunity? Great question. White glove. White glove. <laughs> yes, I don't want the liability of white glove. Been there, done that. Okay, got it. So you have you have done it, but you don't like the white glove because of the claims. Mm-hmm. Talk, talk about that. Have you had a claim before? What happened? No. I've seen all my people have claims, and it scared me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I got out before. Okay. Yeah. Okay, got it. So you don't want to deal with that. Any any type of anything else, any type of products that you don't want to move that have any type of liability? Or let me ask this. Is there anything that you need to move any of this stuff specifically, like any type of compliance-related um, insurances or any type of... Uh, certifications or anything like that that's important that people mm-hmm. should know or that um, you know people should look into if they want to get into the space well it just all depends what they're interested in and if they're you know like if you're going after um, I don't know um, whatever you're going after to get certified I mean if you're trying to do hazmat or you know um, life science or um, the, the uh, chemo and things just just get certified um, TSA um, I would get certified. Uh, whatever vertical you're trying to get in, get your credentials, get Got your it. endorsements, um, you know, and get a niche and stick with it. Yeah. You know, because um, you can't be everywhere. 
And everybody always tell you when when they talk to me and, and I ask them, well, what, 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 what's your vertical? What you want to do? Oh, I'm going to do everything. You, you know, and as a marketer, I'm going to tell you, you can't do everything. You need to specialize in one, two, or three because you're waste all your marketing dollars saying that you do everything. But if you do three things and put it on your website, you'll be found quicker than saying I do everything. Nobody will find you. Yeah, yeah. No, that's super important. Uh, you're also a government contractor? Is that is that uh, accurate? Well, or you're, I won. you're certified. Yeah, I'm certified. I'm a certified. What's your certifications? Uh, WBE and MBE. WBE, MBE, and you've been awarded one contract. One so far. What did that? How? How? how tell me about that. Partnership with somebody. Okay. So I'm a sub on a contract that um, they were not in my state, and you have to have you know be in the state to get it and they were like oh well can I you know use your address and I'll give you the work I'm paying however it happens you know <laughs> <laughs> so the good thing about that is once you're a sub you know the next contract it just falls out there so I'm like I've been on the hunt like come on come on but there's no haven't found any career work where I'm looking at you know mm. um so but I'm on it, you know. Next month, um, they have a big conference in um, Denver with WeBank, and that's the company that certified me. And um, so I'm looking out. I'm looking forward to going to that one. It's, it's huge, you know. Uh, there's all kinds of corporations going to be there, government entities, and I'm going to walk away with something. I'm manifesting this one. Yeah. Was the, uh, the, the, the subcontract that you got, was it lucrative for you? Like, was it a good opportunity? Is it something you're still currently doing? Yeah. or? Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. so it's like a like a, a annual. Like, how long is that contract? Um, we've been on it two years. It's okay, the five years. It's five year contract. Mm-hmm. So you're you're pretty much locked in as mm-hmm. a sub on that contract. Is mm-hmm. it only you, or are there other subs? Or do no, you, just me. Just you. So you, you said you partnered with the person. Yeah, part well because they're out of state and they needed they needed somebody local. Okay. To do it. And what commodity are you moving with that particular contract? Specimens. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Got it. So it's you got consistent flow specimens, and what area is that in? Georgia. That's in Georgia. Mm-hmm. Okay, got it. What is the most difficult part about your business? Hmm. Well, I would say, I would just say change. Because one thing about this business is you could wake up in the morning and you could say, like with me, just being, you know, the founder, I'm going to write on my planner, this is everything I'm going to do today. But, you know, I might get one or two things done. It's just change. Adapting to change is probably the hardest part. And I would say maybe to my earlier self is the structure. If I were to say like maybe three or four years ago would be building a company, the structure. Now I know just pay the people, pay people what they're worth. You know, before, you know, just coming up, I'm like, oh, it's tight, it's tight, it's tight, it's tight. But like now we got benefits, we got 401k, excuse me. Matter of fact, I'm even matching 6% and people's telling me that's more than the average, Mm. you know, and that's what my goal is to be the best paid employer, the best paid drivers, the best, you know, because I realized that if you pay people. Not employer, hmm? not employer. Well, but I have staff. Oh, you're talking about your, your 401k for your staff? Yeah, for okay. my staff. Gotcha. I'm, I thought you were talking about the ICs. Oh, no. I was going to say, I don't know. I was going to ask you, how do you provide that stuff for them next? But yeah. go ahead. Yeah, no. But that's just, ideally, I just feel like, you know, as long as you pay people good, you know, they'll be there. You know, but I do know money doesn't buy loyalty. But, you know, when people don't have to worry about things, you they're, they're in a comfortable situation. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. So you would have set up your structure a little bit differently earlier, and you would have probably had some better luck with retention and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, because it, it was a lot of turnover. But then, I, I don't know, because that was during the pandemic, and it was the labor was just different then, because they were, it was, they're getting out that free money, and so I don't know, maybe maybe it wasn't me. Yeah. Maybe it wasn't. That's possible. 
because it definitely was some other things that impacted yeah. all, all businesses. Yeah, in I general. just thought about that. Um, with with your contractors, what are there like? Because there's a lot of change and a lot of talk and things going on in that world as well. Uh, what are you foreseeing? What are you planning for? Are you just going to kind of take the take it and just go with the flow? Like, what are your thoughts on that? Because that would impact those, these things impact your business tremendously, right? I know even here they were talking about you know the administrations and trying to get rid of the independent contractor model and so forth. What are your thoughts on that? And how do you pivot? Uh, you know, as we kind of move forward into the future. Well. <clears throat> Right now, I just I can't focus on that far in the future because I live in the right now. So I just have to go with the right now. Um, I would love to prepare for it, but I just have to live in the right now. I don't. I'm all about my time, and I can't focus on preparing for something that I don't even know if it's even gonna happen. Right. Right now, we live in an IC model, and yeah. that's where we're gonna stay right now. <laughs> and if they if they do want to change, I already have and you know like an employee base, so it would be nothing for me to turn that switch on if I would have to do that. So. Yeah. If it happens, it happens. I hope not. But, you know, I mean, my drivers, they like their independence. They, you know, they're bosses, they're, yeah. you know, in their mind. And they are, you know, because that's how I started, you know, until I reached a certain tax bracket. And then they're like, oh, no, 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 <laughs> no, no, no. Right. And now, of course, we're S Corp. We're not, you know, LLC anymore. So it's just different. When did you, did you ever, when did, uh, I'm, I'm assuming, did you hit seven figures with the initial business. Did you hit seven figures with this courier business now? Oh yeah. Okay, I, I'm, I'm, I'm just establishing <laughs> yeah. that. When you got to that point, back to that point, like, what was that like? Man, let me tell you, <laughs> let me tell you. You know what? All I could do is just get on my knees and cry. And you know, so sorry about it, let me cry now, but. One thing I say is, I just thank God. Mm. Again, like I say, when nobody believed in me, my mom believed in me. On my mom's deathbed, she said, she had $200 in her bank. She said, take that out and put it in your business. And I could just say, thank God. When I got there, I called my son. I told him we made it. Even though he don't want to work in the business with me, <laughs> I said we made it, you know. But it was a beautiful feeling, and all I can do is put it back in the world. You know, when people ask me, you know, I get people all the time that, you know, come to me and ask me, you know, questions about um, the industry, and all I could do is just give it back to them, you know, tenfold. Because um, I remember when I started out, I didn't have, you know, anybody that was in the career industry to you know bounce questions off to so i just i just give it back yeah you know um and this is where we fall back into the clda you know and um giving it back yeah. you know um because now you know i'm a board member <laughs> you know yeah. making history that's doing right. it that's right that's first right. african-american female to sit on the board of directors wow. you know and um i'm just happy about it you know and and then in addition to that, you know, I'm going to continue to break historical barriers, you know. Um, I just got another award, and I just, I said I wasn't going to mention it because it's just like too much <laughs> going on at one time. But, you know, we uh, just got, well, we, I speak for me and my team because I can't do it without them. But um, I just got the Enterprising Woman of the Year Award. Oh, um, wow. And um, it's just blessing after blessing after blessing. And um, 
but again, I can't do it without my team. Yeah. You know, um, <laughs> you're gonna get you. <laughs> man, you deserve it, man. You know, Let it out. It's, it's, it's all just, good, man. You came a long, a long way. A it long is, way. but and then just to look at it, and it's just like every year, it's. I look at, you know, when it's tax time and I just look at, you know, like my income and it's just like, it'd be doubling. It'd be like doubling. I'd be like, Jesus, you know, and then the tax man be like, I'd be like, Jesus, why y'all want all that money? Like, I'm about to start a nonprofit or something, <laughs> you know, like, oh like, God. listen, like, why? You know, but it's, it's all good, you know. Um, I just... It, I want to leave my mark in history. You know, I want to leave my name in history books. I want to be an inspiration for people. I want, I want to, I want the little black, the little brown girls, to have somebody to look up to. Like, like I didn't have that. You know, there, there was no successful black woman in in the town that I came from that I could look up and say, I want to be like you. I want to be that person. You know, just like right now, I just signed up for the Big Brother Big Sister program. I'm a big, you know, and like I, I just, I got matched with my little, you know, and. <laughs> Like it is just so awesome, and you know, I just, I just want to be an inspiration to people. And however it comes, you know, I, I just remember when I was at my lowest, you know, and I'm glad I'm in the position that I'm in now, and I'm in the position to hold my hand out and help the next. Yeah, yeah. That's an amazing thing. Are you able to share your, your revenue, what your company did last year? Or do you have a sort of roundabout idea? It's not where I want it to be, but we're over a million or two or three. We're <laughs> over it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. What, what, what are your goals for 2024? What do you think you'll cross? Do you think you'll get, like, past five or? Definitely. Definitely past five. Definitely. That's love. That's love. Definitely. <sighs> All right, man. Um, this has been a great, a great discussion, as I knew it would. I, I, I had, a, I had a feeling that I was gonna be, uh, you know, moved by this conversation. So I appreciate you for taking the time out. Uh, as we wrap and bring it to a close, we have to do two things. Number one, um, I want you to plug, you know, where we can connect with you directly. Plug your marketing agency again, and and I want you to briefly talk about what you do there because I want people to know that they can also reach out to you in regards to marketing also because um, we didn't spend a lot of time on that. Uh, let them know where they can find more about uh, Express, um, the Express the Courier Service, and then we have to do a final thought. Okay. So let's start with the you know just where they can find you and learn more about the businesses. Yeah. So <laughs> the easiest way to find me is on LinkedIn, Rosalind Ellerby, and um, on LinkedIn is has all my connections to all my business pages, um, and uh, Dream Team Digital Marketing. Um, you could just Google it; it's up there. And uh, we're on Instagram. I'm on Instagram. My personal Instagram is Rosalind's Dream, and uh, it has all my businesses connected there. And uh, let's see, what was the other question? So the final thought, but real quick, the marketing agency, do you guys specific, oh. what, what, do you mark, what are you marketing specifically? Any type of business or transportation businesses or anything? 360. You need marketing? Come to Roslyn. Yes, we do websites, we do ads, we do um, SEO, obviously, because listen, that's what got me where I'm at. That's a fact. Yes, we do the Facebook ads, we do landing pages, sales funnels, and if you don't have sales funnels, you need sales funnels. Every business needs sales funnels. You know, um, we do ebooks, we do books. 
books. I mean, like we ghost wrote books for people that got on the bestseller list before, <laughs> you know, so we do it all, you know, and in addition to that, you know, business coaching as well, manifesting greatness with Rosalind V. Um, and, and in a final thought, I would say that, um, and not even promoting me, but um, a piece of advice I would leave with, you know, people, um, just, just reach out and get help. Um, first thing I did when I knew I was getting back out there, I gave my last to a business coach that carried me for years. And then, like I said, I was dangling right there. And the first thing I did when I joined the CLDA was get I got another, got another business coach because I was getting to, I was at uh, six, I think 650,000 and I was like, ooh, we're getting close, I better, you know what I'm saying? I'm scared, I'm scared, <laughs> right, I'm scared. Right, 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 right. But I would say my piece of advice is, you know, just, Find somebody on the next level, a mentor, or really invest in a business coach. Don't even try to get nobody free. You know, invest in somebody because free people is just going to give you free work. You know, so that would be my advice for somebody. You get what you pay for. For real. hundred percent. hundred percent. Man, if you can't respect that, your whole perspective is whack. Hustle <laughs> fam, this has been another amazing episode, Rosalind. Thank you so much for joining us today. We got to learn about your story and, and learn about the businesses. Um, very inspiring story, and I wish you so much success in the future, and I just know you're going to continue to kill it. Well, um, thank you so and much. And I want to give a shout-out to the CLDA, too, man, Jason, Lorena, uh, the whole crew, you know, for facilitating this and putting this together. Um, just great people, man. They're like family, really. Yes. I feel like an extended extended family member here at Truck & Hustle, so really, really appreciate it. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for having me. That's right, Hustle fam. You know what we do around this time. If you smell something burning, it's only a desire myself, Ms. Rosin Ellaby. We are out. If you twisted, confused, or stuck about trucks, don't be dumb. This is the place to come. Truck and hustle. Let's go.